1: Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from Sonoma, California, of course, is Tony, Z- Tony Dezino. Welcome to the show, Tony.
0: Hey, Man. And it's, uh, yeah, Silly Season Palooza, Honda Palooza, Chevy Palooza. Chevrolet's about to get its manufacturer's championship in IndyCar. And uh, we're about to decide ourselves a champion in here in uh, a little more than 24 hours.
1: Should be interesting. Um, uh, practice, I know, Practice 2, I saw, uh, it was uh, pens, pretty much a Penske sweep again with Ryan hunter Ray breaking up the party, which it's kind of been a, f- a five-man party with the four Penske cars and Dixon, but Ryan Hunter-Reay uh, snuck in there at fifth. But kind of was a surprise with Marco Andretti getting into the top ten and then uh, the usual players, of course, uh, who have been fast uh, recently, uh, such as uh, Alexander Rossi. Yep.
0: Um, it's interesting because Team Penske had a private test here one day last week so they were just here. It was it was much cooler. It even rained a little bit, but they had an extra day of data. They were smart in terms of when they when they operated. Then there was a full field test here on Thursday, open test. Penske guys led that, and then yesterday Joseph Newgarden led both sessions. Um, Penske's one through four, as we we saw. So the big question now is is Honda going to be able to break it up enough to where it's not all four just between them and Scott Dixon's? You know the best their best chance, even right. with the Andretti guys being as, you know, relatively good as they are. But even if you're two, three-tenths off, that adds up pretty quickly. And you, you need to be within, you know, hundreds of seconds, not tenths of seconds to uh, to make an impact.
1: Yeah, speaking of silly season, let me uh, just run down a few things and and, and uh, just let me know if you think this is true, false, or it's a done deal, I guess. And the big one, of course, broke uh, right after the we uh, taped something last week with Tony Kanaan. Driving for the fourteen of AJ Foyt is that a done deal? Uh, it's close to true. Yep. Okay. I
0: think I, I'm always in. I'm always in the wait till the eyes are dotted, He's cross and wait till it released its your box. But he he said this is his last weekend for Ganassi, so it's pretty much done
1: deal. And this one I really liked because uh, uh, I'm a fan of this driver. We saw this guy dominate a IMSA race up at uh, Road America a couple of years ago, and that's Brendan Hartley then replacing. Mm-hmm. Canan in the number 10 for Ganassi?
0: Highly likely, if not 100% done. Um, again, we haven't actually seen him in a paddock yet, and he's in Austin this weekend at a sports car race, uh, the FIAWEC, but known to be a favorite of Honda. Um, had some success, one with Scott Mayer, and I think that drive helped put him kind of on the radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got the Porsche factory deal as a result of that. Very similar to a Scott Dixon or uh who am I thinking of Ryan Briscoe type, whereas an Australian New Zealander who's he's a New Zealander, actually not Australian. They always you can you gotta be careful to not get those two cross eyed. Um, where he'd come in, he'd learn quickly and probably probably get up to speed pretty well. He just have, would have to learn ovals.
1: And then once again, this one just keeps popping up and that's a Mac and we talked about this one last week, the Max uh, Max Chilton and Charlie Kimball uh, starting a, a team and then, But this is kind of the wrinkle that's been added with help from McLaren's Zach Brown.
0: I can't – I don't know on the McLaren aspect. The Carlin thing It's and again, you know, there's really not been much in the way of formal conversation about it. You know, Trevor Carlin is not here this weekend, but he was at the Indy Lights finale walk-ins a few weeks ago. You assume that if there's Max and does Charlie come with, but does it? I mean – you know, wait and see. I mean, Carlin needs to figure out their shop situation. If they're going to, if they do an IndyCar program, would they run it out of their lights program, uh, headquarters in Florida, there's a spot that's now open in Indy, which we didn't really know about carpenters moving shops at the end of the year. So we'll, we'll wait and see on that deal because, uh, I think, uh, could be, could be a fun one if it happens.
1: Mm-hmm. And this one I'm, uh, Got to give credit for him to be able to put a deal together. But we we he's been on the show a couple of times. He's a, we're big fans of him. That's Zach Veach signing not a one-year deal, but actually a three-year deal with Andretti Autosport.
0: Yeah, that's huge. All more to come on that next week. Talk to Zach. Talk to the uh, sponsor group 1001, and talk to Michael Andretti after they uh, they formalized it. It's actually been in the works for several months, but it was kept decently under wraps. Uh, gives Andretti Autosport four All American drivers, gets their lineup locked in in mid September. And uh, for Zach, you know, he's a guy that's uh, perseverance, I think is a big word for him. He has won some Indy Lights races. He never won a championship. So to be a guy that did all three levels of the Monster Road D with the same team, mm-hmm. also drove for Brian Bolardi's Wisconsin based, or he's from Wisconsin, the team's based in, in Indy, uh, won races for them. He's, you know, he's always been good on the business side. Learned a lot about kind of how that part of the puzzle works, and now he's going to have a chance to prove himself. He's got a big step up to make. You know, he's he's not the world's biggest guy, so he's kind of got to make sure his fitness is
1: there and his longevity ability. But uh, he's the Mark Martin the of IndyCar, though. He's really, yeah, he's a little muscular guy, that's for sure. He's
0: for for you know 130 pounds. Yeah, change, you know, he does he does really well for uh for that for that size.
1: And and I gotta give him credit because, I'm not, if I'm not wrong, he he actually had a year off because of sponsorship issues. If I recall, uh,
0: mix of or, injuries or and, and sponsorship yeah. issues. Yeah, he had a he had a wrist injury, and he did only like one or two sports car races. He did some two seater stuff, and he did some some calls for IndyCar radio where they they kind of threw him a lifeline, where because he was still at the track doing two seaters, did pits, did, did the booth, and he he brought a got brought kind of a fresh perspective. So. Um, he's, you know, put two deals together, both a 500 deal, uh, and uh, this whole season deal, uh, in a short amount of time. So, again, you gotta, you can't just have talent. You gotta be able to hustle on the business side to make opportunities happen. And the guys that do that are the guys that, that get chances in this sport. And having three years is a, uh, a very rare thing to write about, but it's a very cool opportunity for him.
1: And then uh, we got the Schmidt Peterson second car which if you did a double space list, you'd probably have about two pages printed out, right? Pretty much. Um,
0: <laughs> Hinch wants to resign, hasn't yet, but he doesn't really have anywhere else to go thing. Then, okay, is it like a Santiago Rutia type? Is it a Robert Wickens type? Is it Jack Harvey who's in the car this weekend? Is it... You know, to Mello or something. You know, if he's got money, you know, does he go with Ray Hall? Does any of these other random international drivers come in? Some of whom are more experienced in Open Wheel than others. It's it's a fluid situation, and it's the probably biggest remaining domino left, I would say. Gutierrez is another one that could be in there too, but um, we'll see. I mean, he uh, he's been talking, known to be talking to other teams.
1: And then and then you got Kyle Kaiser. Where where might he take his money? Mm-hmm.
0: Kaiser is in a spot where he has a primary option with Junkos. And then he's got to look at at two or three other possibilities because, you know, does leaving home, leaving the nest really kind of help? Mm -hmm. It's something where, you know, he's really grown and developed in that team. And it would be a natural for both him and the team to step up together, but there's multiple factors that right. determine where he goes. It's not just his call, but it's a combination of where IndyCar thinks he can work, where Anderson Promotions thinks he can work, where Moss can think he can work. So um, it worked with Piggott to where he did the Ray Hall car second seat for a handful of races before he went to Carpenter. And last year, Jones had the coin seat and then was able to put enough together to fill out the gaps. So... That's kind of how that program works for the Indy Lights champ. But kaiser has been making the rounds this weekend, done a lot of media, and it's been it's been cool to see.
1: Yeah, that's another one. Uh, Piggott uh, going into the 21 car, the Carpenter car, full-time next year.
0: Yep, uh, deserved opportunity for him. He's, uh, he's really smart, really kind of heady. He's done a lot better this year. He's been hamstrung by a lot of things outside his control, brake issues. Uh, gearbox issues, what have you, um, pit stop issues. And so, you know, guys, things that could have been top fives were top tens. Things that could have been top tens were DNFs. So um, he needs to learn on ovals, of course. He's only done selected tests and really only the Indy 500. I think it's been his only oval start. Uh, Additionally, he's qualifying... Could be better, um, but it gives him. I think it gives the team and him a boost of confidence going into this weekend to announce it in advance, uh, as opposed to waiting until after this weekend, which is what they were what they were struggling with, whether when to put the announcement out.
1: And finally, Penske has three or four cars next year. What's up with Elio? Three
0: point five. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, so you I mean, might just do the two. You might just do the two uh, May races at Indy.
0: There, there's multiple components to it. I think there's the Chevy needing as many, Chevrolet needing as many quality cars as possible. And there's more quality cars with Elio than without him. Uh, Andretti's thing with Honda really kind of avoided a domino effect there that, that, that would have happened. So two or three weeks ago, I would have said sports cars for sure, but now I'm not so sure for him on that. So I think the reason that the second sports car hasn't been announced is because they're waiting for this Elio situation to play out. And if he wins the championship this weekend, then uh, it makes it a lot harder to say no.
1: You know, you wonder if it, even if they spin him off to another team like they did with Paldi and Hogan in uh, 95. I don't, I, don't
0: see, I don't see that happening. You're not going to have a guy that's been with Penske for 19 years suddenly you had a Harding or a Carlin or a Yunkos or mm-hmm. any potential Chevy team. I, I don't think that's a realistic prospect. The only one that would make even make remote sense would be Carpenter's second seat, but that would be in a part time component and that, that doesn't make sense either. So I think it I think I think I can confidently say it's it's fourth car at Penske or
1: Bust for him in an in IndyCar for, for twenty eighteen. And what's the latest Auto Sonoma this weekend?
0: Um, well, obviously championship deciding qualifying is a huge, huge thing this weekend because you got to start in the top five to have any chance. Full sitter usually wins, you know, Pagino did last year with the championship and double points. You got four realistic prospects, Newgarden's up by three over Dixon, uh, and then Elio and Pagano have within striking distance. So, well, power, is a wild card too because he could still win the championship and if he wins the race and that throws a lot of question marks into into the equation
1: are we gonna see some bumping and banging out there i i just i have a feeling that there's a guy there's a few guys out there that i think they don't really give a darn they're they're just gonna throw their cars out there i'm thinking of Kanan and Elliot for, for two of them at least
0: yeah it's um it's interesting because you've got uh Got a lot of guys that need to make a statement in their last race of the year, and Pit Road always seems to have some one or two issues here. Of course, we had the power and uh big mm-hmm. thing here a few years ago, Joseph and Pash. You know, there's always a contact between Montoya and power that cost them both the championship. So, you know, for a track kind of maligned for a lack of passing, there's been some dramatic moments here in, in recent years. So uh, it's very, very possible that you could have another climactic moment happen at, uh, at some point on the track. Certainly going into the hairpin, I think that's the most most notable place for contact is the best passing opportunity.
1: And finally, last question, tell me you've at least uh, gave yourself enough time to have a good dinner and some good wine while you were out there.
0: I can confirm that, yeah, actually. Excellent. a place I really like in Nevada that I I went to last night. There's another...
1: Another cool bar. I'm going to try to
0: hit up at some point this weekend. So there are there are moments to enjoy yourself here. And with it being kind of a lighter weekend, with no Maz Road to Indy, just the IndyCar and Pro League World Challenge series, uh, makes it a little lighter, uh, relatively speaking.
1: All right, one silly season question from uh, from me here, Tony. Uh, now we all saw the uh, the ambulance park at the entrance of pit road at Richmond. Uh, I don't know if you saw the school bus that made its way onto the track at Coda. Uh, while while the green flag was out and cars were running. Uh, there were a couple ladies uh, that ran onto the track at Sonoma yesterday. Two-part question for you. One, what the hell is going on? And two, is it true that the unconfirmed reports uh, that the ladies saw you on the other side of the track and were running to jump into your arms?
0: Uh Sadly, I didn't have the teleporting ability to get to that portion of the track when that happened, but I did request the video on a broadcast <laughs> when it when it came down. So, um, for for proof of that, uh, you know, we we can uh, that's what the the internal details of NBCSports.com stories are is you know the, the additional notes beyond the stuff on track. So uh, we we like to make it interesting if it's not if there's not just on track stuff. So that's why we've had some of the uh, more abnormal uh, on track. Uh, interferences.
1: We've been talking to Tony Dezino on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from uh, NBCSports.com. And, Tony, what's the latest? Anything else uh, we should know about at the website?
0: Just stay tuned for everything throughout the weekend, all <laughs> the IndyCar stuff, all the Singapore GP stuff, and uh, go from there. NASCAR playoff opener, as we've discussed, I'm sure, as well, at Chicago and TIP. So, Excellent. Yeah, last Triple Hutter weekend of the year.
1: Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, safe travels back, buddy. Cool. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you, Tony DeZino on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, uh, joining us from Sonoma, and make sure you check out his stuff at NBCSports.com on the Motorsports side uh, of their web- website. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas,
0: Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.